Hey, SoundCloud listeners, this is Ed Van Ness. And I'm John Shannon. You found an encore presentation of the Taxi Stand Hour. You can catch us live every Saturday at 10 a.m. by downloading the Radio TFI app. Enjoy the show. Adios. See ya! You found the Taxi Stand Hour. Over. On Radio TFI. It is Saturday, August 31st of 2019, and you are listening to the Taxi Stand Hour right here on Radio TFI from the Northern Command Center in Egan, Minnesota. I'm John Shannon, and from Queens, New York, the illustrious Mr. Ed Van Ness. Good morning, sir. Good morning, kids and kittens. It is a beautiful, spectacular final day of August here, and uh, I wish you all well. Have a good day. Have a good day. Enjoy your weekend. See ya. Oh, we're not there yet. (laughs) Not quite. Not quite. Uh, Who the hell shut the damn blinds in this room? I just just now realize that somebody shut the blinds. I can't look outside. God bless America. You know, and that's not, that, that's right up there with I'm the other bird. Dive all over. Uh, I'm not going to dive all over everything trying to open them up. So, and that's me, I guess. and that's right up there with the other burning questions of our time, like who let the dogs out. Pretty much. Oh well, I hope everybody is doing okay. I know right now in Florida they're doing a little bit of a happy dance. Oh, they are. They are. Uh, apparently. Uh, uh, apparently, Hurricane, what is it now, a sta- uh, Cat 3? Uh, last time I checked, it was 3. It's going to get stronger. But yeah. the last, uh, I watched it this morning, the cone of concern, or the cone of death, as I like to call it. South Florida, where my stuff is still in storage, is just literally on the very outside edge. So they're, look, they're going to get some rain. They're going to get slapped around just a wee bit. And I want to say I'm happy for all the folks down there that are not going to have to go through it. Trust me, that only means a lot of other people are going to have to go through it. But to all my mm-hmm. friends down there and everybody that I've spoken to, I don't want to hear from any of you, oh, I knew it wasn't going to hit us. You did not know that. You were shaking in your briefs right until until that it made that curve because we all always do. So, But I'm happy for them that they don't. They don't have to contend with that. This is going to be a monster storm. And if it curves the way it's looking to do kind of what Irma did, it looks like it, depending on the track, it might run right up the state, half in the water, half on land, and it's just going to be brutal. And it looks like it's taking a bullseye towards the Carolinas now from what I'm... Uh, right, right. They're uh, in the news. No. So one man's uh, relief is another man's... Uh, uh, heartburn, if you will, I guess. So, and, and I just want to say, uh, uh, listening on the news yesterday, and and uh, we had news radio on all day in the truck, and listening to the reports of grocery stores out of everything. Look, this is it goes. It happens every time. 
I say it every year. I said it every year when I was living there. And the only thing you should be going for at that point is perishables, milk, bread, that kind of thing, which you can actually get by without. You should have all your supplies. You should have all your supplies already starting in May. And uh, all you got to do is get through at, ma at most two or three days. Every gas station has a generator now. Every supermarket has a generator. So you need to prepare before the storm arrives. They scream about this every year. Be prepared. You rotate your food out. You buy it in May. You eat it in June. You buy new stuff. And, you know, and again, you shouldn't be, your car shouldn't get below a half a tank of gas at this time of year. Well, in the wintertime, we don't let our cars get below a half a tank of gas for obvious reasons. But one of the things up here is uh, having a full tank of gas in your car up here in the wintertime means more traction, actually. So, Oh, well, that makes there. sense. So uh, little little tricks like that. But we, we do, uh, wherever this thing winds up uh, landing, we, uh, we wish you the best here and we're thinking of you and... Hopefully, when we come on next Saturday, we can say that uh, nobody was hurt and um, everything worked out okay. But unfortunately, here's what we know. X number of knuckleheads. Excuse me, folks. I'm enjoying some pound cake here. I should not be, but I am. Uh, X number of knuckleheads will walk outside to see the eye of the storm. The eye will pass or they want to see the hurricane as if it's something you can see in its entirety just by looking it's not a tornado you're not going to see it coming say, yeah. you're going to be part of oh by the way speaking of this hurricane uh archito in charge when he heard it was approaching puerto rico oh not again when when, when will it end well these things <sighs> You know, I, I tell you, I I can only imagine what people in other countries are thinking, you know, and, and Trump really doesn't care. He he's relevant or excuse me, uh, revelating in his stupidity right now because he don't care. You know, to him, it's the United States and everybody else. And uh, I, I, I can't imagine I can just think poor uh, or poor Pierre Trudeau. Of of course, uh, I'm not feeling too sorry for him after the serious doomy eyes that he got from Melania back in the <laughs> Well, that's another story for another time. Yeah, Trump got some real shade on that one. Uh, there was the woman, I don't know who she was, that they gave him the psych handshake. She walked right by him and went to Melania. And, oh, that was... Uh, oh, by the way, this, this just in... Uh, Donald Trump was just asked. He said, well, what would you think if Hurricane, if Dorian went and wiped out Mexico? And he said, I love that guy. You know, so there you go. I love that guy. <laughs> John's headphones oh. aren't working like they should. So, uh, so we have oh, a. By the way, for uh, folks uh, who are listening on the uh, Periscope feed, we are having sorry. a little bit of <laughs> We're sorry. Uh, for, for those who are listening on the Periscope feed, um, it is a little choppy. I'm going to have Ed send me the audio from this, and we'll give a, 
will give you a nice clean uh, listen to or you could do the intelligent thing quickly go download the radio tfi app on your favorite uh, uh platform there and you can listen to us clean on radio tfi without any choppiness or anything else or something we haven't talked about in a good long time and i haven't looked at in a good long time and worked on radio tfi.com there's still a link to the live show is that still existing it still exists yes radio tfi.com it's still a thing it's not much of a thing but it's there when you uh when you enter the website make sure and do us a favor and knock down the cobwebs please <laughs> we would appreciate it we're, we're gonna send a woman in the clean Ooh, a woman huh specifically specifically i got a girl <laughs> misogynistic that's the word Exactly. So, what do you say we uh, we get on the train here a little bit? Uh, All right. Let's start with let's start with stock prices falling, falling, falling like rain in a thunderstorm. Uber at thirty two fifty seven yesterday, left at forty eight ninety seven. Both are about approximately three points down from uh, the last time we uh, we here visited on the Texas Stand Hour. Yes. So, uh, yeah, the free fall continues. Now, the fine folks at, at Bloomberg did an interview with Dara the K. And, mm -hmm. uh, oh, he's... We're going to play some snippets of it for you. And we're going to interject okay. our comments. And um, he's got a very rosy picture of... Well, of course he does. He's getting paid a ton of dough. He's a, he's a glorified PR man, but let's play this. I, I don't have the young lady's name, the interviewer, but she's very good. Listen in. Years since Darrell Khosrowshahi he took the reins at Uber. In that time, the company has gone public. It's faced criticism on driver and user safety, and it's posted billions of dollars in losses. Bloomberg's Emily Chang spoke exclusively to Khosrowshahi at the company's headquarters. He says he is happy with the company's evolution. We have resolved all of the governance conflicts that the company had. There were many legal issues that the company was involved with as well. Uh, we got SoftBank in as a partner and you want SoftBank to be behind you and a big partner and a big investor. Uh, and we have a great investor base. We've taken the company public uh, and the company revenue, gross bookings have grown 75% since I joined. Uh, we now have a path to profitability. I right, I'm gonna stop right there. Bookings have increased. And what about the driver pay, Dara? By the way, in this entire interview, at not at one point does he mention driver pay. Well, of course not. And the the thing is, is is to I'm assuming whoever this is that's interviewing him, they're talking or getting around more to the uh, the stock prices and 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 the like. You'll see. Hey, we're going to resume okay. it now believe okay uh, so while we've had bumps on the road uh, and every adventure has bumps on the road I like where we are and I especially like the position that we're in now for the next years there have been bumps on the road and and despite all the negative stories uber Lyft ride-sharing companies have been transformational the big question for you is can uber be as transformational over the next decade as it has been over the last decade I think so I mean the really 
what Uber has done is brought transportation and opportunity at this point to what we believe is a small se segment of population. Listen, we've got over four million driver partners all over the world, uh, which is a huge number and it's unparalleled. But we want Uber to be available to everybody. Uh, and what we're doing now is going into the next step of introducing other transportation choices to Uber. We've always gone with pool, but for example, we're testing buses in Cairo now to eat. Now, they're testing buses. <laughs> they already have buses. It's called Uber pool. They're just tiny buses. And yeah. wait, wait. Go ahead. No, he's about to run down the list of things they're going after and even bring the price of Uber down to the next level, a dollar, a buck fifty, etc. We're introducing bikes and scooters for personal electric mobility so that essentially any way that you want to get around your city, we're going to be there for you. It'll be mostly Uber goods, but we'll also have other third parties such as Transit, such as one of our partners, Lime, as well. Any way you want to get around, we want Uber to be there. And if you want food, if you want even local commerce, which I think we will power, Uber Eats and some of the, uh, our other services will be there for you as well. So I guess the question is, can Uber be so transformational and stop losing money? I mean, the prices sound very attractive, but can you create a good business where the rides are a dollar, a dollar fifty? Go ahead, John. You're laughing hysterically. <laughs> oh, oh my God! And now I forgot what it was. It was. No, um, I think it had something to do with the dollar, dollar fifty. Yeah, yeah. It, oh, they're losing money as it is for one thing, and you know, the next thing you know. They're gonna want the Uber brand on the box of your on the box of your cornflakes here. So oh yeah, I mean, oh yeah. Isn't there some sort of a law here in this country against monopolies, or did I did I lose that somewhere along the road? I was working for Ma Bell just before that got got all broken up. So uh -huh. let's let's pick it right up with our boy Dara. Meanwhile, back okay. at the ranch. Yes. So we are taking our rideshare business. If you, uh, our CFO talked about it, Nelson, this last quarter. If you look at our rideshare business, it covered our overhead less about $100 million. And so the rideshare business itself uh, is turning quite profitable. And we believe that the profits of the rideshare business not only are going to grow top line, but we believe that you're going to grow bottom line as well. Now, Let's say that they, they are turning more of a profit, if you will, or they're losing less money. They've raised the, the prices for the passengers and lowered the rates for the drivers. That's how they're... He goes on to say, well, you'll hear him, that $5 billion is an accounting number. But at no point is anybody looking at real life. Here we go. And then there are other businesses. Eats, uh, autonomous, freight, etc. These are extraordinary opportunities that we're funding. But I do believe that we're going to prove to our investors that we can take on a serial basis big parts of our business, turn them profitable, use those parts of our business to fund investments in other areas. Still, there are execution issues. You just had your biggest quarterly loss ever, $5.2 billion. The stock has been trading below its IPO price much more often than not. Investors seem to love shorting it. You've got hiring freezes on various teams. You fired some of your, or at least some of your top hires have left. So 
you said that you believe Uber, Uber can be profitable, but how confident and how quickly can Uber be profitable? How confident are you that Uber can be profitable and how quickly? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very Uber confident. So I think the losses that we reported, it was a $5 billion loss from an accounting perspective. If you live in accounting world, that's a big loss. I live in the real world. And actually in the real world, our EBITDA losses, 656, were lower than Q1 and were- uh, John's head is about to spin off its uh, axis. Go ahead, John. Well, well first off, uh, uh, Dara, you live further away from the real world than just about any individual I've ever uh, known of. You have to wonder what color is the sky on his planet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I by the way, that, but by the way, mine's plaid. Oh well, you know, I don't know. Maybe he's doing some good LSD or some damn thing here. But uh, he is living in a complete fantasy world. For one thing, here. Here's one thing that I I have uh, learned in my uneducated life here is is that generally the model to success is do one thing and do it really really well and unfortunately uh, or I, I should say fortunately because eventually it's going to lead to their downfall Uber wants to be everything to everybody you know, and it's not going to work. It, it it really is not going to work for them in the long haul. Uh, I was just I just happened to glance at a story just before we went on air here that the whole autonomous vehicle thing, you know, it, it is not it is not safe. It's not going to be ready anytime in our lifetime and probably not really ready anytime even in the next generation. I mean, we're maybe talking. Uh, no, sir. Maybe, Maybe by the year twenty one hundred, here we might be, uh, uh, we might be ready to do it. Let's go back. We're okay. on a good path in terms of our EBITDA losses as well. But you're absolutely right. None of this is going to be easy. All of this is going to take excellent execution from all of our teams, marketing, technology, etc. And we are going to be demanding our employees to be doing even more with less and to execute incredibly effectively in order for us to grow the top line and the bottom line as well. So is pricing the main lever that you pull to profitability or are there other drivers? Scale, scale. It's it's getting big when you've got over a billion rides per quarter and you've got trips growing at 35% on a year on year basis. We think we can use technology to be much more efficient. For example, instead of now you're having to email a call center agent or call a call center agent if you have issues, you can just do it in the app. These are technology innovations that allow customers to have a better experience and at the same time they bring down costs. So the combination of growing top line still over 30%, technology innovation to delight the customer and take costs down at the same time, and then good old-fashioned efficiency, making sure that our corporate costs don't grow as fast as our revenue, all of those together give you a formula to get to profitability. Now, that's the, that's the end of the interview. John's, again, his head is about to bust off his shoulder i'm i'm gonna grab this one though the uh you know so you don't have to email a call center or or or, or uh or call them we'll do it in the app all he's saying there is that you will be equally ignored in the app and get the same cut and paste messages that you get when you call 
India, Pakistan, or wherever the hell their call center is now, or when you email them. And people don't understand. I see it on Twitter all the time. Uber, I've emailed you six times about this incident, and every time they get a nice, cheery, sunny response, we're, we're, we're working hard to uh, resolve this issue for you. If you could DMS uh, your phone number, blah, 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 blah. But, uh, <laughs> you know. You know, I call it a joke, but uh, jokes joke. are generally funny, and there really is is nothing funny about this. It, you know, we're talking about people who are becoming re as reliant on this service as they are uh, reliant on crack cocaine. And uh, what's going to wind up happening is is that uh, Uber and Lyft, for that matter, are going to do a, a giant turd slide here. And there's going to be a lot of people that are going to wind up not being able to recover from this just because uh, Uber has drawn them in uh, so much here. And like I said before, there are laws against monopolizing. And what Uber, Uber is trying to do is trying to be a part, uh, uh, take care of every part of your life, like every form of possible transportation is going to they want uber's uh little time stamp on it if you will and that's when not go, how we work in america when you go to the hospital for surgery you're going to look up and the surgeon's going to have uber printed on his mask which tells you you're getting the lowest bidder <laughs> yes yes exactly so one a gigantic speed bump they're going to wind up uh running into here in their home state of California is going to be this uh, uh, this uh, piece of legislation called uh, AB5. And now we have talked about this uh, before with uh, uh, SAC Taxi Dave, or, or I can't forget his last name again, uh, Rivera, Dave Rivera. And we were going to have uh, Dave and or um, the Soul Cab, as his Twitter handle goes, we were going to have him on possibly this week. Uh, both of them are talking about joining us into the fray next week here. Um, we'll, we'll have to see as that, as that uh, comes I, along here. I see a technological disaster. Armageddon you know, in our we, future. We have we have all we can do to get us on this. Not, no, uh, we can get on. It's staying on. That's the problem. Yeah, exactly. I, I've got uh, a I've got a squirrel running on a wheel generating power from my setup. I don't know what you have, John, but hey, uh, I got nuclear power going. I have no problems on my end here. There you go. That's and that's oh. why you know, big time professional that's radio. Like that's you, us. If you, if you want to add to this uh, technological headache here, feel free to join us, 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-2428. Um, we, we can't promise that one or two, one or both of the command centers will not disintegrate. So if you want to well, see us go... Very well be. So if you want to see us or hear us go down in flames, call that number. Yeah, exactly. Um, hey, uh, as I see things here, yes, um, Uber and Lyft actually lost uh, a battle there when it pertains to AD AB5. Apparently, yes, yes. Uh, apparently, they lost uh, their fight in the uh, California. Uh, what was it? California State, or excuse me, California Senate. Uh, no, no, it's. Committee. It's going to the California Senate. 
No, it did. It, it's it went. It, I'm talking about the uh, appropriations committee here now. Okay, I know I, it passed uh, one. It passed one committee. Yeah, on Friday, state senators on the appropriations committee voted for AB5, a controversial bill that would require companies to classify workers as employees, not independent contractors. And despite aggressive lob, uh, excuse me, despite a aggressive lobbying campaign uber and lyft were not exempted lawmakers voted five to two to send a bill to the senate floor for a final vote right now in, in a related story uber lyft and door doordash are each contributing 30 million dollars that's 30 million for a total of 90 million dollars to run a ballot measure that would keep drivers misclassified as independent contractors. So not only are they anti-worker, they're now hijacking the democratic process. That is actually our tweet of the week from Gig Workers Rise. So now what you've got, they're willing to spend $90 million in California. Why, why, why can't we give this money to your drivers? Anybody ever hear about a happy worker? Apparently, you know, I don't know if anybody in the upper echelons of these companies, Uber and Lyft, not so much DoorDash. DoorDash does not want autonomous cars. They need people. Uh, Anyway, uh, I don't think any of them really truly believe that autonomous vehicles are anywhere Mm-hmm. A, a viable reality. I'm not saying they're not out there because because they are, but it's not going to be viable for the personal transportation business for, and like you said earlier, long, 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 long time to come. So why why are you constantly look at when this all started? It wasn't a half bad idea. No. Now previous to that, and I, I'm going to use New York City. New York City had. Had, had had whipped together all the old gypsy cabs and car service companies and they made them what they call borough cabs here this is just prior to uber coming in the idea was those parts of this city that don't get service by by the regular yellow medallion taxis those are the uh, ones that are the green cabs now. the green cabs right and that was supposed to take care of that problem and it was a fantastic idea Uber comes along, bada bing. That that did exactly what those cabs were supposed to do. Now, from a personal standpoint, in the tomorrow will be tomorrow will be eight months that I'm here. Can you believe that? Jesus. Yeah, him too. Uh <laughs> oh, excuse me, Gil. Gil. Yeah, let's well, not. But a lot of people I've spoken to, and I tell them, you know, I tell them my little story, how I got here and, you know, Uber, you know, uh, Uber's the reason I'm here. And I'll get to talking to them about Uber and, and, and I realize, and it's not surprising, I'm not holding it against anybody, but they don't realize, A, a lot of them don't realize here in New York City that they are, uh, they're all licensed that have the right insurance and all that. But then when I tell them, Oh no, no, that's only here in New York. You go out to long Island, you go out anywhere outside of New York city, the rest of the country. It's just some schmuck with a face in four doors. And I've gotten any number of looks from people like, 
Are you kidding me? I use them when I travel. I use cabs here in New York, but I, I use them when I travel. Look, you do so at your own risk. You do. She said, I never realized. Yeah, there's no, there's no fingerprints. There's no background. There's nothing. There's not. And I understand a lot of people, you know, they know what goes on or barely, you know, in their own little neck of the woods. But it's been very surprising to me how many people don't realize how big of a cancer this really is. They're also very surprised. They'll say, oh, yeah, everybody with the permits. Yeah, but you're not getting the whole picture. Remember, in, 2000, uh, in 2018, you had nine, nine gentlemen took their own lives and over this. And you've got people, you've got 75, 80-year-old medallion owners who thought they'd be retired leasing out their permit. They're, they're now scrambling. They, they have their, 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 their asset that they paid for is no longer worth it. So, again, this could have been something that could have worked a whole lot differently. But since we're now, it's clear to everybody that, oh, that has a set of open eyes that these companies are thieves. They're criminals. They're stealing from everybody. And, you know, look, Dara the K, he's a fine front man. He's got, he's got the right look, the right sound in his voice. He has the great vocabulary. He knows how to, you know, tell you what you want to hear. He, he can skirt around the truth. Um, but he's going to cash out as soon as he can because he's going to want to get away from this thing pot. Because remember, he was supposed to bring this company through the IPO. And he, <laughs> can you say lead balloon? Yeah, exactly. Seven five four eight zero zero chat seven five four eight zero zero two four two eight. If you want to join in the conversation, getting back to uh, AB five here briefly, uh, Lyft actually has initiated a plan to try to uh, circumvent this and at least get the uh, support that drivers. Uh, I mean, the California rideshare drivers are. Uh, firmly behind uh, AB5. So uh, Lyft came up with a little bit of a plan, and I will uh, run this here by Rideshare companies Uber and Lyft are considering a $21 per hour minimum wage for their drivers, among other employee protections. The change comes on the heels of a driver-led protest across California. Nipe Chavasquez asked drivers tonight, is this enough? The two biggest rideshare companies, Uber and Lyft, are telling their drivers they are willing to compromise tonight with a proposal that includes a $21 minimum wage. We'll win. The new proposal comes after days of protests that brought a caravan of rideshare drivers through San Francisco and ended in Sacramento today. They're demanding a living wage and pushing for Assembly Bill 5, which would make rideshare drivers employees instead of independent contractors. Lyft is urging its drivers to talk their legislators out of the bill, saying it could cause the company to offload or lay off hundreds of thousands of drivers. It could cost customers more money and make them wait longer for a car. Instead, Lyft says it is willing to compromise with drivers, promising they would get paid at least $21 an hour, provide some benefits, and make sure drivers get their voices heard within the company. Quote, 
Lyft is advocating for an approach in line with the interests of our drivers by modernizing century-old labor laws while also having some basic protections like a minimum earnings floor, a system of worker-directed portable benefits, and representation. $21 an hour is an insult to drivers. Eden Alva was in Sacramento today with a group called Gig Workers Rising. They are advocating for the passage of AB5. He tells me he usually makes between $20 and $25 an hour depending on tips, which in the Bay Area is just not enough. There is no way to just have ends meet. I mean, I can't afford a healthcare insur insurance for me and my son. TechCrunch is reporting that Uber is also pushing the $21 an hour minimum wage through a petition urging its drivers to move away from AB5. But Uber driver Rob Lyons says the company needs to figure out a way to pay its drivers more. And they have to look at the product that's given by the individual drivers and reward the individual drivers that provide a five-star service with a five-star paycheck. On the Night Beat, I'm Joe Vasquez. We reached out to Uber for comment. We have yet to hear back. Uh, of course not. You're not <laughs> no, you're not going to hear back. <laughs> uh, if you're providing all that service, you don't. F if you don't feel that these people are paying you for the service you provide, leave. So I don't understand. I, I, I truly don't understand at this point. At this point, the rates are so low. The driver's pay rates are so low. How? How do you justify? Other than the fact that you're too lazy to go out and find a real job. Yes, I've been a driver for most of my life. And yes, I like being out there and not being tied down to one place most days. I get that. I get the idea of, well, I'll start work when I want to start work and I'll end when I want to end. Yes, I get all that. But you know what? As soon as you say the words for my son, at all changed. You're single, you have no other responsibilities, fine. You wanna you wanna keep going down that black hole, you keep going down that black hole. But now you've got somebody depending on you, and what, you're gonna spend your days protesting against a company that does not care what you say. Because there's ten more nitwits like you waiting to get exactly. in to get in. Growing on trees. The only thing I've told this story before, and I'll say it again. I'll tell it again. When I had all my cabs, my biggest fear, because the, the drivers had this power, if I was doing something that they truly didn't like, say the rates were too high, pick your poison. All they had to do to get my attention was each one walk into my office, drop their key on my desk. I'm done, Ed. Before you know it, I've got all sorts of empty cars. I'm in a panic. My ears are wide open. What is it you want to talk about? What is it you want? You have the power of your feet. Take your car and go elsewhere. Go get a go get a real job somewhere. You know what? Because you know this isn't paying you anything. And if you th just again, they're willing to shell out each company $30 million to fight this very thing that they're asking you to fight. And they're they're giving lip service. I and I I promise you, the $21 minimum is going to have so many conditions attached to it. You're not, you know, you're not accepting enough calls. You you have to accept everything. You, you know, blah, 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 blah. Because remember, once you become an employee, you got to do what they say. Exactly. So be Let careful me, what uh, you wish for. Yeah. I, uh, I 
broke down those numbers a little bit um, here, and I actually put out a tweet, and I ad- addressed it specifically to Uber and, and Lyft, and I'll, I'll call it my tweet of the week because, quite frankly, uh, quite frankly, my tweets were the only ones that really uh, deserve to earn tweet of the week. But you know, that's another story for another time here. Oh no, I think it's going to be a story for right now. I, I, I. I uh... <laughs> Dear Uber and Lyft, working for my taxi company, I can expect to net a minimum of thirty-five thousand per year working a 50-hour work week, which means I need to gross uh, roughly $1,500 per week. To net the same amount driving rideshare, I'd need to make at least $24 an hour. And this is in Minnesota, where the living expenses are much less than they are out in California. So $21 an hour, and you see the thing is, is once again, when they put that carrot out there, they're not, uh, they're like, oh, yeah, $21 an hour. Cha-ching, hey, that beats flipping burgers, man. Sure, sure. What you got to realize is you got to pay for that car. You got to pay for the uh, uh, for the gas. You have to pay for uh, when that transmission goes out or when you, uh, especially in San Francisco. Uh, man. You have to man. Pay, yeah, tires. Yeah. By, by the way, kids and kittens, if you've never been to San Francisco, by the way, a beautiful city that happens to have an intersection of Eddie and Van Ness streets. Excuse me, but I digress. It is nothing but hills. When I was out there, I had been living in South Florida for about 10 years at that point, and I had really gotten accustomed to flat. <laughs> but yeah, transmissions are going to, you know. They're holding on for dear life out there. <laughs> Transmissions. <laughs> I, I tell you something. When we went out visiting the West Coast a few years ago, we went up into this one area up in San Francisco where the... Uh, it, I mean, you were really climbing. This was a, a huge climb. Gorgeous view when the fog wasn't... Uh, it, the temperature dropped was at least 30 to 40 degrees i i believe that and the wind i swear to god i at the time i at the time was weighing about 275 pounds and i was having a hard time keeping my footing (laughs) with the way the wind was blowing so good lord man yeah it's a rough city to drive in but but you're right uh uh, a lot of these drivers will only see 21 dollars an hour and they'll think, oh, geez, that's uh, I, that, that's like $240 a day. And if I work six days, that's 1200 a week or 12 1300 a week, 1400 a week. And yeah, yeah, I can get by on that. Well, and I, and I guarantee you, you're probably, when, when it's uh, all said and done out of that $2,400 a week, you're probably only see, uh, what did you say? You didn't say 20, $24 an hour. Excuse me, $21 an 21 hour. $21 an hour. $21 an hour, let me get back to the basic of that. You're only really seeing to put back in your pocket and to uh, uh, to actually try to take care of your family with, you may be seeing $10 an hour out of that. And uh, in California, again, in Minnesota, well, you might be able to live in a uh, efficiency apartment for that. In California, you're still living out on the street for $10 an hour. And you know where you would be living here in New York City with that kind of money? Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota. 
Exactly. Or in the sewer someplace. <laughs> Don't knock it. There's some very nice places underground here in New York. Oh, but, my goodness. But look, look, John and I have both been in transportation for a long time. Uh, as I've said before, once, once these two cancers are eradicated, the taxi industry is going to have to step up its game. It's going to have to adapt to a new reality. Which I think they are slowly, but some companies are. But uh, uh, but drivers, and I tried to explain this to new drivers that would come in to me. You know, this was an industry where you could make a living. You are not going to get rich. You are not buying a mansion. But you put a roof over your head. You send your kids to college. You had to work. You know, you got lucky. Sometimes you didn't get lucky. You know. But you had to look at it as a long-term proposition. You went to work. You, you viewed it as a marathon, not as a sprint. And there was a living to be made there. And a decent living, you know. But uh, I don't know. I'm just kind of... It just bugs me that that so many of these, these people, these drivers, you know will bite it, 20, it the 21 dollar thing is not going to happen anyway it, it california could back down right now and say we won't do ab5 if uh, and lyft and uber will say we'll give them 21 dollars an hour but again there will be so many conditions attached to that 21 dollars it will be almost impossible for the guarantee for the guarantee of $21 an hour. They're not going to pay them $21 an hour. They're going to guarantee them $21 an hour, presuming presuming they meet all the requirements. This would be now like the quest. Sure. Let me ask you this. Assuming that uh, you and I were uh, on the dark side. Again? Here, how much? Uh, yeah, well, I tell you, Ed, I hate to admit for that little bit of time that I was... Uh, that I was actually actively on the dark side. I still have the apps. I still have the account. I every one every once in a while sneak in there just to see if there's anything new to report on. Right. But, um, the, to tell you the truth, uh, th there was no way that 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 bit of time that I was uh, there. It, it was it was a, it was all it was was just a way to fill in a little bit of uh, cracks right uh, to, to kind of keep me busy during a couple of slow periods with the same with the here tab. so go with your question suppose what so you, my question is is what do you think a, a working wage even considering that if they were had the requirements that you had to go after certain business and what have you uh what would you say would be a sufficient uh, minimum uh, minimum rate. Honestly, in that industry, there's no such thing as a... It, it, it can't happen. What they need to do is keep X amount of cars off the road. You've got to stop flooding the market. Once you stop flooding the market, okay, mm -hmm. you don't need surge. You don't need multipliers. When it's busy, it's busy. Drop off, pick up, drop off, pick up, drop. And before you know it, because here's what always worried me. And we had this conversation decades ago. We'd be sitting on a cab stand board and, oh, they should be paying us, a, you know, a minimum. 
okay, but then they can maybe they, and then they're going to max it out too. We'll pay you a minimum of 20, but at 35, that's it. We'll let you go mm -hmm. as high as 35. Anything over that. And now comes the issue of who gets what money. And, and keep in mind right now, Uber and Lyft are screwing their drivers by taking upwards of 70% of a fare right now. Right. So if you want to become an employee, there are plenty of places looking for drivers that will give you real benefits. You show up every morning. You get in your truck, your van, whatever you get in. You do your job, you work your eight or 10 hours. At the end of the week, you get a paycheck. You have had taxes taken out. You have benefits paid for, health insurance, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. All of it is there. Is it the most exciting thing in the world? Hell no. Is it the 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 being able to just uh, come and go as you please? Of course not. I'm not going to lie to you. I've been looking forward to this three-day weekend, my first th actual three-day weekend where I'm getting paid for the holiday for weeks now, or, or certainly all week, because I'm exhausted because i got to get up every morning and go to work. This I'm not built for this. I'm doing it. I'm happy to do it. Don't get me wrong. Don't anybody misunderstand. This is not complaining. But I had 30-some-odd years of not doing that. And, you know, mm -hmm. it, it's, it's a change of having a regular schedule. Uh, but uh, again, <clears throat> don't you can't believe what Uber and Lyft say for a second, not for a nanosecond. So this whole idea of a minimum wage for them is it, just it's nonsense. It's not going to happen. And even if it does, it's not going to be what they think it's going to be. So, well, OK, I'll uh, to answer my question. And, and I'm happy that you got to a point where uh, you are now. Uh, you're where you seem to want to be. Uh, All right. I, I'm, I'm going to stop you right there and only to say yes. But remember, I'm lucky. Uh-huh. I got a very, nobody else has bounced back like I did. Okay. Uh-huh. And remember what I had to go through to get here. Oh, absolutely. I do. I, I do remember. I didn't just show up here one day. It's been... So for me, I'm fortunate. I, uh, I, I was able to get into a situation because of, let's face it, family connections. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to, you know, and uh, it was something I had resisted for years because I was content running my own business. See how you have to do what you have to do to be able well, to uh, and that's avoid what walking around the streets carrying a sign. Right. So, but anyways, uh, beings is how I don't look to be getting out of the transportation industry anytime soon. I'll answer my own question in that. What now, was the question? <laughs> are you serious? I'll uh, say I'll say no, and let you. <laughs> Let's go with no. no. Okay. Right now, like I, I, I do, uh, when things are when things are working on all uh, four cylinders here, I do oh roughly God. anywhere between uh, thirty to thirty-one dollars an hour. All right, uh, reasonable. You know, and I can expect that. You know, a, a lot of the medical rides uh, that we take are uh, are fourteen dollar minimums. Well, I can squeeze off two plus uh, of those in an hour's time so there you go and you know if i wind up getting one of those 40 or 50 dollar rides 
uh, well, then the hourly ex expectation goes up. When I get done, when I get ready to start doing school transportation again, that number is going to, that hourly number is probably going to get closer to $40 per hour. But the thing is, is Uber and Lyft will never be able to match that and still pay off uh, all the uh, members that were in this little Ponzi scheme of theirs. Right. So Ed's right in, in one, it, it, they're never going to be able to come up with a minimum rate that's going to match that. Uh, the thing is, though, if they were to try to pay a living wage to their drivers, they would need to come up with, and this is, again, Minnesota standards, our cost of living is a lot lower than it is in California. But I would say that they would realistically have to come up with anywhere between 24 and $26 an hour for their drivers, for their drivers to be able to actually uh, make sure that their car is in tip-top shape, making sure everything runs properly so it's not leaving them on the side of the road. Um, the, there's a lot of things that have to be taken into consideration with that. The and, number, but the number one thing is, John, is that it's not going to happen. Oh well, no, I don't. I, I realize I'm talking fantasy land. Here. Yes, I, I, so I, long as I do understand that. So, hey, what do you say we bounce off of this here? Uh, we've oh, got a couple of. But before we do, I have I have something I need to read. Okay. I uh, I came across this on Twitter. Was it messy? Moving on. It's from at Keen O the Dog. This is a bonus tweet of the week. It's a joke, which I will read. A man died and went to heaven. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'll start again. A man died and went to heaven. As he stood in front of St. Peter at the pearly gates, he saw a huge wall of clocks behind him. He asked, what are those clocks? St. Peter answered, those are lie clocks. Everyone on earth has a lie clock. Every time you lie, the hands on your clock will move. Oh, said the man, whose clock is that? Why, that's Mother Teresa's, said St. Peter. The hands have never moved, indicating that she never told a lie. Incredible, said the man. St. Peter pointed, that's Abraham Lincoln's clock. The hands have moved twice, telling us that Abe told only two lies in his entire life. Where's Trump's clock? The man asked. His clock is in Jesus' office. He's using it as a ceiling fan. <laughs> Very good. Who was Thank that again? Uh, Keen O the dog. I just closed the Oh, okay. I'll, I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you. I, you should. That's uh, that I'll was actually really funny. Yeah. Um, so okay. So starting next week, when we go back to our uh, two-hour format, and we include such things as what? Uh, what? What? Yeah. Yeah. Two hours. That was. That was we're going back to the que the the most important question <laughs> in mankind. <laughs> Why is the show named Taxi Stand Hour when they're doing a two-hour show? Because each and each part is one hour. 
Oh, Jesus. <laughs> no. Oh. Gil. Praise. Praise those young men for spending two hours every week to spread the word. On the taxi stand hour. Right here on Radio TFI. Oh, okay. So, so, so one of the go ahead. One of the components of this uh, format, if you've been listening for any time at all, would be the infamous John and Ed versus the Spread. And there it is with all its fanfare, folks. Yes, <laughs> it makes its triumphant return next week. John and Ed versus the spread. We never technically got to finish last season, though, because we missed Super Bowl week. One of us was moving and uprooting his life that weekend, or he had just landed here. But I promise you this year, more fun, more excitement, less John Shannon cheating. We've got security cameras in place now. Now, just to get us warmed up, and this won't count towards anything, we're going to pick this Thursday night's game. Thursday is the season opener. It's them Green Bay Packers visiting Chicago and Dub Bears. Bears are three-point favorites. John, I'll give you the opportunity to pick first. I think that, uh, quite frankly, I think the Bears are going to bury the Packers in that uh, frozen tundra. So I am taking the uh, I'm taking the Bears giving up about 44 points. No. <laughs> but, I can put you down for 44 if you like. Uh, no. <laughs> I have to agree with you this week, and I I'm I'm taking the Bears myself. So for our warm up pick, and again this doesn't count towards anything. There's remember it's going to be a brutal brutal battle for the Radio TFI uh, Gilchrist Memorial Sippy Cup Trophy that technically I won last year. When, when the season ended, I was ahead. But So anyway, it, it's John and Ed versus the spread makes his triumphant return next Saturday. Tune in in the 11 o'clock hour. You don't want to miss it, kids and kittens. And you know what? What? I got a little surprise for you. Uh-oh. I got a because what the other thing we are going to wind up doing uh, next week, or next, yeah, starting next week, is going to be the Rosa Mendez birthday report. And for right now, we will just go ahead and uh, and uh, say it was the Rosa Mendez birthday report, even though Rosa Mendez isn't going to have anything to do with it. But she actually called me and told me to stop using her name in it. But uh, too bad. So we're going to give you a brief preview of. Oh boy! Here we go. So this is covering the. Uh, hold on! Hold on! Hold on! Uh-oh. We're doing the intro. Okay, there it is. Can I start now? Nope, nope. It has to be back. Radio TFI presents the Rosa Mendez birthday report. Powered by FamousBirthdays.com. Here's your host, John Shannon. And this is covering birthdays from the week from August 21st through today. The, did I say August 31st? August yeah, you did. Through August 31st. Okay. Back, back last Sunday, 
On August 25th, actor Sean Connery turned 89 years old. No way. Talk show host Regis Philbin turned 88. Jeez. I drove by his old high school yesterday. They have a they have a walk of fame there. With his name is right up on there on a, on a street pole. Cardinal Hayes in the Bronx. Yeah, Regis. Regis. Oh, he's talking. I'm okay. Okay. Actor Tom Skerritt turned Skerritt. Skerritt or Skerritt? Skerritt it is. Skerritt. Skerritt. The only thing I remember, I mean, he's done a lot of movies. The only How old is he, damn it? He's 86 years old, okay? Jeez, that's all you got to say. Well, okay, anyways. Singer Valerie Simpson of Ashford and Simpson. Now, this is now the 26th. Uh, she turned 74 on the 26th. You know, we don't have to do a full-blown uh, thing here. Just a little taste. That's all. We're just doing a taste. Okay. Uh, 60 Minutes correspondent Bill Whitaker, 68. Actor Macaulay Culkin, 39 years old. Actor Chris Pine from the new Star Trek movies turned 39 years old. And that's all we got for that this week because Ed's over there doing a hand dance and, uh, uh, <laughs> you know. By the way, I, just while not actually a birthday, uh, I, I want to take a second to, uh, we lost Valerie Harper yesterday. I, that was Rhoda. the very thing I was going to go with. She was 80 that's years old. She was 80 years old and, uh. You know, what she, she had all, she had some health problems in a, the last uh, few years of her life, but but she's in a better place now, and hopefully she's up there with Mary, with a scarf around her uh, her head. Uh, what else we got going on? Oh, we got some new stuff coming too next week, starting we next do. Saturday. Yes, yes, we're gonna have our Saturday soundtracks every Saturday at eight p.m. Oh, What's that? Right. Saturday soundtracks are gonna be. It's going to be different from week to week. One week it might be uh, the soundtrack from a from a Broadway musical. It might be a soundtrack from a movie. Could be a live album. Uh, it could be here. I'll give you an example. Of what's coming up the the first couple of weeks? We've got Bruce Springsteen live. That it's recorded from a live show. Forty some odd songs. We've got Tommy by the Who, the original version. We've got George Carlin's Class Clown, which includes the bit seven words you can never say on television. We've got Gre- we've got Grease the movie. So all this. All this will be coming up, and we'll replay them. Uh, we're, we're, but we're going to premiere them every Saturday night at 8 p.m. and then again at 11 p.m. for our, our West Coast friends. And uh, it's something I've been working on for most of the summer. And I, you know, hopefully it'll introduce you folks, some of you folks, to, to new stuff that you've never heard before. Uh, you can find this stuff a lot of places on the web. But we're going to try and piece together uh, the one I'm working on now that uh, that I'm, I'm very much looking forward to, and I'm about halfway through it. Is uh, is a tribute to Mel Brooks and all the songs from his movies and and bits and routines and all that and and I can't wait to get that done. You 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 guys are gonna love that. Uh, if you don't know who Mel Brooks is, I promise you, you already do know who he is. You just don't realize it. He is quite possibly the most brilliant and talented human being still alive on the planet. When you think and about he everything he's alive. done, yeah, it's still alive. Still alive, yeah. and hopefully we'll be able to get to. I say saw a that? picture the other day that had. I saw a picture the other day that had uh, Mel Brooks and uh, Rob Rob Reiner. Rob Reiner, yeah. There too. 
Uh, or was it Carl Reiner? Carl Reiner. Carl Reiner. They've been friends since way back. So that was actually kind of cool seeing them knowing they're still alive and kicking. And speaking of alive and kicking, it's time for Ed and I to get a life and get away from these studios. So, from Egan, Minnesota, I'm John Shannon. Adios. See ya! I'm begging you, baby, won't you please stop? You talk too much.